Hello guys, and thank you for listening or watching another episode of Live Free Podcast. I am gonna jump on here real quick and jump on off. But today I have a awesome word from the Lord. I'm actually running errands and I just decided to go ahead and do this in the car because uh, it seems like I can just never get out the house. Plus, you know, I have some errands to run. But anyway, I wanna jump on here real quick and give a quick word of the Lord. And as you can see from the thumbnail, God wants us to sever it by the root. He wants us to rip it up from its foundation, sever it by the root. God is saying in this hour, this is not the time to play with the enemy. This is not a season and this is not an hour and time to play with the devil. He wants us to sever it by the root. What does uh, it mean when he says sever it by the root? Well, it means several things. The first thing it is when God talks about severing something by the roots, we first need to know what the word root means. And I know we kind of got an idea of what that word means, but I want to read uh, just the basic dictionary uh, definition of what the word root means. So the root word, the word roots means the basic cause or source or origin of something. The point which something begins, it's course or existence. I like how the sun just came out, by the way. So it's the basic origin of something. It's where something begins, where something starts. So a lot of times in our life, we go through so many different things, so many different traumas, uh, different types of uh, things that come against us, you know, even as children, all the way up until our adulthood, where that thing has taken a root in our soul. You know, and if you're saved, your spirit is saved, but your mind, will, and your emotions, your soul didn't get didn't get saved. So, what God wants us to do is, we've been dancing with the devil on so many levels and so many issues, where it's kind of like he told me a dog returning to its vomit. So, when the dog returned to its vomit, of course, you know the Book of Proverbs talk about that. That's a fool that returns to its foolishness. And so God wants us in this season, and I really think this is very strategic and prophetic, that he wants us to sever ties with the enemy, sever it by the root, pluck it out, rip it out from its foundation. And I wrote some things down, so I'm going to be looking down a little bit here. I got some notes with me. Um, what does the scripture say about roots? Because won't we deal with deliverance or we deal with casting out devils and spirits you want to bind that strong man the strong man is the the the, the main entity that is holding everything together and the bible says unless you bind the strong man you cannot plunder the house or the goods so the strong man is looked at so to speak like the root of a thing so if you can envision this just picture this looking at a tree and when you look at the tree, the tree's uh, branches and the fruits on the tree or whatever is growing on the tree is only symbolic for what was planted and what goes deep beneath the surface. So today God wants us to go beneath the surface, the surface of the symptoms, because that's all it is. When you see the branches on the trees and when you see things that are going on in our lives or in people's lives, those are simply the symptoms. That is not the root. 
So today, God says if we can deal with the root, we can ex execute or extract the problem. So basically, we want to deal with the source or the origin of something. So what does the scripture say about roots? Roots is simply uh, something that is rooted. It goes beneath the surface of what things appear to be, right? So the Bible even talks about defilement coming from within. It's not what's on the outside that defiles a person, but it's what's in the heart of a person. And typically what's in the heart of a person is, one of, is what's going to dictate what influences that individual. So demonic influence or influenced by the Holy Spirit, it's all up to us. I say this, you've heard me say this time and time before, the depth of your deliverance is the depth, the depth of your repentance, the depth of um, your deliverance is going to depend on how far you willing to sever it by the root. So God wants us to rip it up from its foundation. What, what am I talking about? I'm talking about heart conditions. Let's look at Colossians 2 verses 6 through 9. I'm going to read that. Colossians 2 verses 6 through 9. It says, as you therefore have received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in him, rooted and built up in him, and established in the faith, as you have been taught, abounding in it with thanksgiving. Beware lest anyone cheat lest anyone cheat you through philosophy and empty deceit according to the basic principles of the world, and not according to Christ. For in him dwells all of the fullness of the Godhead bodily, and you are complete in him, who is the head of all principality and power. So basically what the scripture is saying that we needed to be we need to be rooted and built up in him and established in our faith. And the thing about severing something from the root, once you get rid of the root, that fruit or that thing that's growing is gone. It can no longer function. It can no longer grow. The same thing about Jesus when he said, I am the vine, you are the branches and apart from me, you can do absolutely nothing. So when you are uh, not connected to the vine or you're not connected to that thing anymore, that sin or whatever it is that you are dealing with, it could be a trauma of a loss. It could be grief. It could be suicide. It could be all kinds of things, right? But once it's no longer once it's rooted out, that thing no longer is going to grow, is no longer going to operate in your life. So we're coming today to serve notice on the enemy that we're severing it by the root. You have to make up in your mind that you are totally convinced and fully, fully persuaded that Jesus came to set you free and free indeed. If you want to be free indeed, it has to be severed by the roots. So the Holy Spirit deals with the root, not the symptoms. I'm going to say that again. The Holy Spirit deals with the root and not the symptoms. Because once the root is uh, taken out, the symptoms are no longer there, which is what I just said. We first have to bind the strong man before we can plunder the house. So sinning against God must be recognized and dealt with because that is what gives the enemy a legal right to infiltrate or to come in and create all these different personalities, double-mindedness, all these different things, spirit of pride, spirit of, 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 of homosexuality. All of these things are came from somewhere. There was a door open either in your youth. There was a door open either 
and some area of your life that gave him legal right to come in and infiltrate. And so we know this because we know that God is real and his power is real, right? So if we're dealing with things and we have to be delivered from things, we have to know that God didn't bring it. But we have to know that somewhere along the line, that door was open for the enemy to come in and wreak havoc in your life. So I'm going to highlight today uh, some things that could be uh, a possible gateways and doorways and eye gates and ear gates and ways that the enemy will come in and set up shop. A whole altar, a whole demonic uh, entity is set up in your mind or in your life or it's coming against your body, it's coming against your mind, it's coming against your soul. That is what is God is dealing with. The renewing of the mind, the restoring of the soul. Because if the, the, the root is taken out, then the symptom goes away. That's even with the spirit of infirmity. The root of that infirmity may be a car accident. It may be a tra traumatic uh, thing that happened in your life. Uh, it may be anything, uh, it could be anything, um, a bad relationship, or um, grief, loss of a loved one, loss of a child, loss of a parent, loss of a grandparent, loss in general, um, losing your home, losing your finances, your job, losing um, um, the battle of, uh, you know, with infirmities, sicknesses and diseases. All these things are different ways that the enemy will come in and that he will wreak havoc because those doors are now open for him to come in legally and infiltrate your life. So God wants us to sever it by the root. And so the Bible says, unless a seed falls to the ground and die, you cannot be reborn. So we know that we have to die to self in order for, I'll tell you like this, I had a dream one time. I had a dream, the enemy, it was some, something, a demonic spirit in my dream was trying to have sex with me in my dream. But every time they would try to push me or do something to me, they I was like I was limp. I was dead. And so it kept trying and trying and trying and trying. And it and I and it and I would not give it was like my body was limp, like I was a dead woman. So when I woke up, I asked God, what was that all about? And he simply said, Your flesh was dead. So the same thing that the enemy would try to do before, which is sometimes come in your dreams and do all of that crazy stuff. And you know that you're not even living that type of lifestyle. But what he tries to do is put it back in your spirit so you can desire it again. Or God is showing you something about your life. It could be either or, but I knew I wasn't doing that. So I knew it was like weird that I was like a dead woman in the dream. But God was saying my flesh was dead. And no matter how the enemy tries to come in, we have to die to self. That is one of the secret weapons of the kingdom of God. When God says die to self and pick up your cross and follow me daily, that is how you defeat the enemy. Your lifestyle rebukes the enemy. If you walk in, in a godly lifestyle and you walk in the best you know how, I didn't say a lifestyle of perfection because we're not perfect and we all fall short. But I am saying is, if you're walking with intentions on uh, glorifying God in your lifestyle, then you're dying to self, right? So let's look at this because we're going to sever some things by the root. Um, so the way this works, even when we look in the book of Psalms, uh, chapter one, verses three, the Bible talks about being planted like a tree by the rivers of the water, right? 
being planted. He used the words planted. He used the words uh, dug deep. He used the words established. Those are words that when you're dug deep in your faith and in the word of God and you're established, God, uh, you're symbolic to a tree that is planted by the rivers of the living waters of God. So the Bible also talks about you producing fruit in, in your season when you're planted like a tree by the rivers of the water. What is the rivers of the water? The rivers of the water is the Holy Spirit. That is the, the, the deep well of God. Okay, the river of life, that river that flows in, uh, in heaven. And it also is going to flow in us and then flow out of us through the power of the Holy Spirit. Water is always correlated to the power of the Holy Spirit. It's so, and so is the anointing oil. Okay, so then we go to Mark chapter 4, verses 17. It talks about them having no root, right? But endure for a while. And when tribulation comes, people fall away. So when things come up against us, when we have no roots and we have no foundation, which is Jesus Christ, which is the word of God, and we have no self-control. And then it talks about when things come in our lives, we fall away from God. We, we turn away from the word because we have no roots because tribulation comes to test that word. See, you say you have Jesus, but I say a test is coming. A test is always coming. Temptation is always coming. Trust me when I tell you, and I say this time and time again, there are no shortcuts in the kingdom of God. And I know people don't like to hear that because people don't like to ever hear that they want, they go, they're going to go through something and be tested. And even though your test may not look like my test and your test may not look like your neighbor's test or your mama's test or your daddy's test, trust and believe a test is still coming. What that look like, only God knows. But ain't no shortcuts, ain't no workarounds when you're dealing with the kingdom of God. God is not going to be mocked, right? Whatever a man sows, he will reap. So when you sow destruction, you reap destruction. When you sow negativity, you reap negativity. When you sow life, you reap life. When you sow joy, you reap joy. When you sow mercy, you reap mercy. That's how it is. As long as the earth remains, there will always be seed, time, and harvest, sowing and reaping. That's a spiritual, biblical principle. Even as you heard me talk about money, money is a tool that God gives us to be a blessing and to be a steward of that he can direct us in how to use the money. But make no mistake about it. There's a spiritual law and principle when it comes to money. Now, you may hear me say, you know, talk about not being bamboozled or hoodwinked or in a ministry that is not of God that's stealing your money or you're sowing into dead ground. And you hear, you hear me talk about this a lot, but make no mistake about it. I am a sower. It, that What does that look like? That look like whatever the Holy Spirit tell me to sow, I sow. Whatever God tells me to do with it, I do with it. It doesn't mean that just because... I am preaching about not being taken advantage of or being hoodwinked or bamswoozled, you know, when it comes to the things of God and, and money and the, and the body of Christ, because we know that we have raped so many people when it comes to money and we have manipulated the gospel for the basis of money. But make no mistake about it. Even though God may show you these things, that does not mean that God still doesn't want you to sow into the kingdom of God. Just because I preached on tithing is an old uh, law in the Old Testament 
and um, God wants us to be a cheerful giver and just to sow and be led by the Holy Spirit and you're not under the law, it doesn't mean that you don't give at all. That's not what that means. You still give into the work of the ministry into wherever God tells you to give into. That's how it works. So when we talk about uh, roots and sowing and all that type of stuff, that is a principle of the kingdom of God. As believers, we are to give the way the Holy Spirit tells us to give. He may tell you to give 20%. He may tell you to give 50%. He may tell you to give 30% or nothing. But at the end of the day, that's still a spiritual principle that we should be doing. That there's no way, I can't even tell you, 95% of the, the videos, what the, the, if God is leading me to sow into ministries or if I go to a conference, I never go in empty-handed. You don't go in, that's a spiritual law and you're sowing into the word not even the person. And I had that happen to me. I was like, oh my God, I done sold into this person. Now I come to find out this person is doing some crazy stuff. But the Holy Spirit checked me immediately and say, you didn't sow into them. You sold into the word. So we have to be very careful with that as well. Because I know a lot of people think because, you know, we don't want to be taken advantage of. That's true. But God still, still wants us to give because the Bible says give and it shall be given unto you but if you're not giving anything it can't be given back unto you that's a spiritual law of the kingdom I went off into a tangent wasn't meaning to go there but I went there because it was the Holy Spirit so then let's get back so the root of it all is God wants us to sever it by the roots and maybe that's a root in your life and maybe that's a stronghold money may be a stronghold from somebody I don't know maybe the Holy Spirit is speaking in terms of that because that can be a stronghold as well that's keeping you from being blessed because the Bible says we sow and we reap that is a spiritual principle in the kingdom so and we also sow prayers we also sow time we also sow uh, resources and skills and things of that nature so it's not all about money but i i have you know i do notice that people don't sow and it's not and i don't i'm not sure why but sometimes people think because they don't want to be taken advantage of but that doesn't still mean that the person who you know is speaking the word of god and who is anointed that you don't sow into so i'm going to get off of that one and then we go to John 15, 4 and 5. Jesus is the vine. The Bible says he's the vine, we're the branches. And apart from him, we can do nothing. So we have to be connected to a vine, just like a tree. If you put a seed in the ground, it's going to grow into a tree. It's going to grow into whatever type of seed that is sown into the ground. But once the seed is pulled up, that thing can no longer grow. Once the roots of a tree is pulled up, the tree is no longer fruitful. It's going to die. Eventually, it's going to die. And that's how it is when we disconnect ourselves from Jesus. Eventually, we fizzle out. It's some people the Holy Spirit has truly left, and they don't even know the Holy Spirit is gone. They still think they operate and moving in the things of God. But the spirit of the Lord has left that building, that church, that ministry, has left that person, has left that group a long time ago. And they still think they're moving by the Holy Spirit. They don't even know the Holy Spirit has uh, made an exit, a beeline up out of there. Because they have disconnected themselves from the true vine, which is Jesus. So let's go to 1 Timothy 6 and 10. And it talks about the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil. The love of money is the root loving money is a root of evil it's not money in and of itself because money is a tool and it's a blessing 
And, but the but the love of it, anything you love more than God is an idol. Anything that takes your eye off God is an idol. You've heard me say that before. So God wants us to sever things by the root. And one good example, I would have to say, what does this look like? Good example. So say, for instance, somebody is dealing with the Leviathan, that strong man of pride, that python constrictor. That's what it is in the spirit realm. It's a python. So you're dealing with uh, pride. So the roots may be pride, right? But it manifests itself through anger, through boasting, through con being conceited, arrogance, haughtiness, egos, a control, uh, defiance, lying, perfection, vanity, and the list goes on and on and on. So the root of that thing may be pride that needs to be bound, but the fruit of pride is arrogance, is vanity, is ego, it's it's uh, entitlements, it's uh, narcissism. You know, all of those things are roots and branches from what the strong man is. So it's not you're not dealing with just one demon. You're dealing with legions of demons. I always tell people, demons got cousins, they got relatives. It's not just that one thing that you're dealing with. You're dealing with multiple things. You show me a person that steals, and I'll show you a person that also steal and they lie. Because you cannot lie without stealing. So now you got two things you're dealing with. You showed me a person that is committing adultery, I'll show you a person that's lying. You have to lie to commit adultery, right? So that's how it works. Though the root of it may be sexual immorality, but the branches of it all is going to be lying. It's going to be deception. It's going to be um, uh, perversion. And all of these things just go into the spirit of lust. It just goes into that one spirit, which means you got a multiple things happening, multiple things happening. So God wants us to sever it by the roots, not just look at the symptoms, like even in the spirits of infirmities, the, 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 the root cause of an infirmity might be unforgiveness, might be rejection, might be rebellion. The root cause may be re rebellion or abandonment, but the branches of the infirmity is heart disease, right? Unforgiveness, heart disease, uh, kidney failure. Um, all these things are symptoms of other things that are going on within the body the spirit of infirmity. So God wants us to sever these things by the root and know that it starts in the heart, heart conditions. God deals with the heart. He tests the mind. He deals with the heart because the Bible says, you know, that God, the heart is the most deceitful thing above all else. Who can know it? For I, the Lord, test the heart and the mind. He deals with the heart and the mind. Why? Because the mind is a part of your soul, which is the mind, the will, and your emotions. Emotions play a big part in people that are going through things. You see people that are totally either using emotions as a manipulative tool or they're using emotions to um, guide their entire life. But beneath that may be a, a person who was traumatized as a child, a person who was rejected by a parent, a person who has a spirit of abandonment or orphan spirit going on on the inside of them. So God wants us to deal with that today. Now, how do we deal with that? We simply deal with that, guys, by just confessing. We come out of agreement. We go to God and say, Holy Spirit, show me. Show me why I cannot seem to let this thing go. Show me why I can't seem to 
um, get along with a certain uh, gender. Maybe you have issues as a woman getting along with women because you didn't get along with your mom or grandmother or his sisters. Maybe you have an issue with getting along with men because you had daddy issues, because you had issues getting along with brothers or men in general, or it's a generational curse that runs deep in the family. Maybe you fight your mom and your dad because they fought their mom and dad and the grandmama fought her mom and dad. You see how this thing goes? So sometimes it's a generational thing that God wants wants to deal with. And when we deal with generational curses, we're dealing with the root of something. We're not just dealing with the symptoms. We're not just dealing with anger. Anger goes way beyond <clears throat> just being upset and being mad and unforgiving. It goes, there's a root of anger. The root of anger may be rejection. The root of anger may be, um, <clears throat> maybe you were abused as a child, sexually abused. The root of jealousy may be uh, the root of abuse some kind of abuse uh, it's all kinds of things this can go into this can go into so many ways but today God wants to sever it so father in the name of Jesus I'm gonna pray for you if you're listening under the sound of my voice I just want to pray today and have you repeat after me a prayer of deliverance and today God wants to set the captives free. He no longer wants you to deal with something you've been dealing with for 20 years. You can't seem to get along with people. You the common denominator that know that you've always having conflict or you're always getting into it with somebody. You're the common denominator. But today God wants to set you free because I'm here to tell you whom the son has made free is truly free indeed. And when God sets you free, baby, you are free indeed. When we try to do it on our own, it's behavior modification. And I'm going to tell you, behavior modification has never taken the place of true deliverance. You can modify your behavior to get along for the time being or to get through work or to get through some relationships or to get through some things just to get to the next day or the next hour or the next minute. But behavior modification is not freedom indeed. Where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. There is freedom. There is rest and expansion in Christ Jesus. There is joy. There is going to be a fruit. When God sets you free, you're going to see the fruit of that freedom. You're going to begin to flourish. You're going to begin to grow. You're going to begin to forgive. You're going to begin to get along with people. You're not going to not deal with people because they are a certain horoscope or a certain sign. The devil is a liar. That's witchcraft. So we want to be, you want to be set free from these things and the things that we are allowing and operating in and God has told us to release hold and let it go and we have not let it, let it go but I'm telling you right now the Bible says don't give the enemy a foothold don't give him a crack don't give him the opportunity to come in and have a legal right and as long as the devil have a legal right we can pray to the ends of the earth but nothing is going to break until you truly come out of agreement with him and that just simply means having a turning your heart to God and say, Lord, I cannot get free of this if you don't set me free from alcoholism, if you don't set me free from homosexuality, if you don't set me free from sexual immorality, if you don't set me free from unforgiveness, if you don't set me free from entitlement, if you don't set me free from narcissism, if you don't set me free from anger and rage and, and, and all these kind of hatred thoughts that I have towards people, if you don't set me free from cussing every day, if you don't set me free from sexually molesting someone, if you don't set me free from 
these things that have a hold on me, the addiction to cocaine, the addiction to heroin, the addiction to any kind of drug. If you don't set me free, Lord, I can't be free. But today is the day of salvation, God says. Let it go and give it to him. Simply just say, Jesus, take my life. Take my life, Lord God. I repent. I repent for opening up doors. Repeat after me. You have to say this thing, these things out of your mouth. This is not about spectating. This is about participation. You have to begin to open up your mouth and begin to cry out to God. Begin to want to be free. Stop worrying about who's looking. Stop worrying about what you look like. Stop worrying about if you're praying and you can't see nothing or hear nothing. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So today is the day of salvation. So what you need to do today is you need to begin to open up your mouth and you need to begin to tell God, Lord, set me free. Set me free from the bondages. Set me free from the witchcraft. I've been practicing horoscopes. I've been doing yoga. I've been in a Freemasonry. I've been an Eastern star. I've been in sororities and fraternities that is not of you. Lord, I've been in Beyonce concerts. Come on. I've been listening to secular music and I'm here to tell you that's how spirits come in. You have to begin to guard your eye gates, your ear gates, your heart. The Bible says guard your heart for out of it is the issues of life. It's not what's on the outside that defiles a person but the bible says out of the abundance of the heart the mouth speaks so it's what's on the inside that defiles you not what's on the outside for men look at the outer appearance but god looks at the heart begin to tell god it sets you to set you free repent renounce the demonic altars that you have set up renounce the spirit of perfectionism renounce the spirit of pride renounce the spirit lord i renounce this i come out of agreement with it. I come out of a covenant with all the covenants that I have made. I repent for even the ancestors, my ancestors who have made covenants with the devil, who have done things, Lord. I even repent for that. I repent, Father. Every generational curse is broken today by the power and the blood of Jesus. Begin to repent anything that the Holy Spirit brings to your mind and your heart. Repent for it. I don't care if it's 10 days from now, a year from now. This thing is not a one-size-fit-all, and it's not happening on one, on one deliverance session. This is a daily walk to dying to self. It's daily. It's not we have arrived. But God can set you free from the power of addiction. And I want to say today, if you want to go ahead and couple that with a three-day fast, uh, Isaiah 58 talks about fasting, breaking the bondage of addiction. That is a that is a powerful thing. When you if you can if you can't stop smoking, you can't stop having sex outside of marriage. You can't stop uh, just seem to break the bondages of uh, addiction and alcohol and drugs. Three-day fast. How does that look? Typically, that's a food fast. Six to six. Six a.m. to six p.m. every day. Not, but nothing but water. I'm telling you, if you want to be truly free, God always provides a way of escape for his people. God will not leave you hanging. He will not suffer the righteous to be moved. Those that put their hope in Jesus will not be disappointed, will not be dismayed, will not be put to shame. But God says today, just begin to renounce the devil. Re begin to come out of 
have agreement with the covenants you made with the enemy, sororities, fraternities, yoga. And I say these things because these are things that Christians practice. Halloween, opening up the doors for your children. Your, your salvation is not just for you. Your deliverance is not just for you. Your deliverance is to other people that are tied up into you being delivered. It's other people that can't get free until you get free. This is why the Bible says the blood would be on your hands, that you're going to have to answer for all the people that you influenced, that you influenced. Some people influence people on homosexuality. They bring that stuff around people and the people fall into the trap of that. You're gonna, The blood is going to be on your hands. If you're a parent and you allow things in your home that your children shouldn't be watching or your children done fell into sin, that blood is on your hands. And until you repent, until you come out of agreement with the enemy, until this is where things started to break off. It's not, guys, that we can do it on our own because we can't do it on our own. We have the Holy Spirit. We have the angel armies of the Lord that are waiting for their assignments. They're waiting to take the enemy and cast him out. But you have to begin to open up your mouth and declare that you want to be free and that God free me. Free me from all of this anger I have. Free me from the suicidal thoughts. Free me from, um, from this relationship I can't seem to get free from. Lord, free me from the narcissist. Free me from the abusive behavior that I have towards people. And begin to say, I come out of agreement with you devil I break every altar I come out of agreement with every altar of defeat and financial failure I come out of agreement with every spirit of poverty and every spirit of lack come on come on begin to open up your mouth and begin to decree this in the atmosphere I come out of agreement I come out of agreement with the enemy's plans I come out of agreement with the things that I have come into agreement with that is not of God Lord knowingly and unknowingly I repent right now and I'm here today to tell you to ask God to fill you if you don't have the gift of speaking in tongues ask him to fill you with the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in tongues there is power there is anointing in that don't renounce religion God just told me renounce religion you have to come out of agreement if you ever practice uh, worshiping the Virgin Mary if you practice Catholicism and, and you're not walking in the fullness of what the Holy Spirit says to walk in it's religion it's religion I don't care if it's mask in the word if it's if it's not about the fire of God if it's not about walking in the fullness of um of the spiritual gifts the prophetic and all of that that is religion a spirit of re renounce religion you might have grew up in the baptist church you might have grew up in churches that did not uh walk in these things start renouncing it start repenting start coming out of agreement with the spirit of religion the spirit of jezebel the spirit of baal the altars lord i renounce altars i renounce demonic altars i renounce it i reject it i don't want it i only want jesus jesus fill me with your spirit fill me with your glory fill me with your power break the bands of of wickedness break it lord break it off of me break it i want to be free indeed and i'm here today guys to tell you whom the son has made free is truly free indeed and then begin to cast the devil out so lord in the name of jesus we just cast out the devils right now every demonic instant entity every demonic assignment every silent assassin that has come against your people to steal kill and destroy their life lord we we bind them in the name of jesus we bind that strong man that strong man of addiction that strong man of pornography that strong man of pride, that strong man of hatred and jealousy and envy, that strong man of confusion and, and gossip and slander, that strong man of, 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 of perversion, that strong man, Lord God, of suicide, that strong man of depression, that strong
strong man of fear, fear of man. We curse it by the roots. We bind all of these spirits and we release the fire of God against it. We cast it into the abyss. We cast it into the abyss, back into the pits of hell in the name of Jesus. Release the fire, release the glory, release your anointing, Lord. Set them free on every level from the north, south, east, and the west. Send the breaker anointing. Send the worn angels, oh God, to decree and declare healing over your body, over your people in the name of Jesus. We renounce, Lord God, witchcraft of the mind. We take authority over the mind-bending spirits, over the spirits of mind control, over the octopus, over the squid, over the python. We chop the head off in the name of Jesus. Release them, Lord God. Bring them into greater understanding. Bring them into the wisdom of God. Revelation of the gospel. Renounce religion. We bind the spirit of religion and traditions of men that have made the word of God of no effect. Release the power and the glory of the Lord that is their strength. In the matchless and powerful name of Yeshua, Hamashiach, Jesus Christ, the only true living God, no other God besides him. And Lord, we serve you and you only and we decree and declare your healing in the name of Jesus. So guys, continue to allow the Holy Spirit to do its work. Continue to thank God for your healing. I don't care if you don't see it, but you'll see the fruit of it. You'll see something that has been lifted off of you. You will no longer have a desire for it and stay in the word, stay prayed up. Stay in the word of God. That is your source. That is your strength. That is divine that Jesus talks about. He's divine. We are the branches. And apart from him, we can do nothing. The minute you stop praying, the minute you stop reading your word, that's an open door for deception. That's an open door for you to be led off astray by any form of doctrine that are taught by demons. It is so much witchcraft and deception on YouTube and on social media. It's so many people speaking what thus said the Lord and the Lord ain't said nothing. It's so many people saying they had a dream and ain't dream. Those dreams are not from God. You have to know in this hour that you are hearing the Holy Spirit and not a spirit of false doctrine that are taught by demons. People are listening to old religions, religious gospel music that is that is demons are singing to them. They preaching to them. They teaching them. It's all demonic. Ask God to show you spirit-filled music. Music could keep you bound if it's religious music. You got to be careful what you listen to because I can tell you some old gospel songs I grew up with. Some are anointed and some are not. Some keep you bound. You'll know. The Holy Spirit will tell you. Listen to the words of the song. I was thinking about some old songs the other day, guys, and I'll tell you, those songs was keeping us in bondage. I'm coming up on the rough side of the mountain. We're talking about struggles in these songs. That is not of God. Pay attention to the words that is coming out. And then pay attention to the spirit of the person who's saying it. The spirit behind the word. Because sometimes the word can be right, but the spirit behind it is demonic. Because the motive is not right. That is all I have today, guys. Be blessed. Thank you for listening and tuning in. And please hit that like button so we can get this in the algorithm. And if you have been led to sow into this ministry, if this ministry has been a blessing to you, please, by all means, be, uh, you can sow into the ministry. The link is in the description. And thank you so much. It's whatever the Holy Spirit tells you to do. It's not about what I'm saying. But if God is leading you to do that, God bless you. And until the next time, I will see you guys in the next video. And don't forget, not the symptom to sever it by the root. In Jesus name. Bye loves.